Hello and welcome to the Sleep Teacher Pod, the podcast for all the parents out there who just want sleep. I'm Christy, owner of The Sleep Teacher, and I am joined by my colleague, Beth. If you are in the trenches of sleep deprivation, we see you, we feel you, and trust us, this podcast is going to become your new BFF. We want you to know that you can still be a lovingly attached parent and get good sleep. You don't have to choose between the two. So pop Bub in the carrier, grab yourself a coffee, put those headphones in, because we have all the sleep tips coming your way. Let's get napping, Mama. Hello, I am Christy and I have my colleague Becky. We are from The Sleep Teacher. Hello, Beth. Hello, Christy. Welcome home. We're here to talk to you all about newborn sleep myths today. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that you're back in the land of Oz. I'm back. Unfortunately, I'm currently Googling long-term rentals in Bali. (laughs) (laughs) I may be out of here. With a side villa for your favourite person. (laughs) Yes, yes. No, it was so good. As anyone who has been, it is just relaxing and, I don't know, it really is one of our happy places as a family. We enjoy it and, yeah. And were you able to log off for a little bit of social media? Thanks to you, I was, (laughs) yes. I remember when I was going and I said to Beck, this is the first time in like seven years I'm actually going to turn my sleep teacher account off. And she's like, what do you mean? You can't. (laughs) What if there is a 911? What do I do? She's like, what do I do? And I was like, I'll still have my phone on, but I'm going to turn my socials off for just like five days. And oh she's like, God. what? <laughs> <laughs> but look, we're know, still here. We're still. Look, I did have a sneaky look. <laughs> I did have a little sneaky look, but you and Shannon man thought it was great and allowed me to have that little switch off because it's just one of those things when you're in your own business, you don't really switch off. Yeah, and especially when you love it as much as we do, <laughs> it's hard to sort of step away. But it was good and it was good for the kids. and Well and deserved. Whatnot, so. It was, but yeah, back to reality now and like it's a bit warmer here than when we left. So anyway, but yeah, I had a great time. Thank you. What have you been doing apart from working overtime? (laughs) What have I been doing? (laughs) No, just, um, you know, day in, day out doesn't differ much here. We just uh, busy, busy mornings then work life and then it all happens in the afternoon, school pickup, daycare pickup. And then you crash into a heap at night and you're Do like, you know what? just watch Netflix in peace. <laughs> What's been really fun, though, is my four-year-old at the moment is loving getting home from kindy and going straight, having a shower himself, getting dry, getting in his pyjamas and coming downstairs. And I just oh. think that is the best. That is speaking to my soul. That's <laughs> exactly what I love to do. And he's like, Mummy, look, I dried myself. I got in my pyjamas. I'm like. You are great. I love that for you. (laughs) Yeah. There really is no better. Oh, it's such a game changer when they can go and shower independently and it's just so good. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. So I've got two of them now. Now I've just got to train my two-year-old up and we're good. Two down, one to go. (laughs) Don't go and have any more. (laughs) We'll stop putting, yeah, videos of my children as well on Instagram. (laughs) I don't know, lots of the like ones you guys would see, lots of the little ones of like little babies and toddlers and whatnot on our socials, a lot of them are back babies. So she's always like, my ovaries. (laughs) Yes, I know. But yes, good to be back and chatting with you all. And we can't wait to get this episode to you because it is all the sleep myths that we all hear. They get thrown about and yeah, we're here to debunk them today. Through some of the noise. Oh, yes. Mm. Let's dive into this one. 
this is a good one. So many myths floating around there. Yeah, there's plenty and we've all heard them, but for some, you may not think it's a myth. So that's what we're here to debunk today. Mm. From a sleep consultant's point of view. That's right, and our opinions, of course. (laughs) Yes. And obviously our opinions and our experiences. We have worked with over 15,000 children, so... And our own. (laughs) And our own, yeah, our own test is more than any. (laughs) Oh, dear. But, yeah, so hopefully you guys will enjoy these. We got some sent through by our Instagram stories and we've put some of our top ones together as well. So there's some goodies here today. Mm. Righto. Well, let's kick it off. I think, like, I don't know, the biggest one. Do you want to start, Beck? I think a lot of parents, especially when we're chatting to them, it's like my baby doesn't sleep. They hate sleep. They don't want to sleep. And a lot of the time I think we jump to my baby just doesn't want to sleep and they're fine and they're okay with that. But I think a lot of the time like babies really do want to sleep and we know how important it is for them. But I think there's things that perhaps we don't understand with what's happening or there could be underlying issues going on. Like you've got your medical like colic, reflux, tongue ties. There's so many things that can be explored. Tonsils. Yeah. There's most of the time going to be a why is your baby resisting sleep so much or really unsettled or that sort of thing. And a lot of the time having a look at sleep and putting some things in place, a lot of the time the symptoms of what you're experiencing do lessen and disappear and they do start to sleep in those longer stretches. But yeah, it is a common thing to hear like, oh no, sleep's not for my baby. They hate it. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think too, then that sort of carries into the old, well, If we keep our baby awake all day, they're going to sleep all night. (laughs) And does that work? Did that work? No. (laughs) It will backfire. And I know parents, like even when mine were like quite young, people would say, oh, just keep them up later. Keep them up later. It means they'll sleep in. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You come here at 5 a.m. and (laughs) see for yourself. That's the truth. Oh, God. But, yeah, I think that's the thing. You may like on the odd occasion find that, You can keep your baby awake during the day and they go to sleep and do a solid stretch purely out of exhaustion. Yeah, it wouldn't be consistent. that will build up. It will not be consistent. And And I feel like that's a bit more with your older bubs. I feel like younger bubs, like if we were to keep them up for a long period of time, they just waking every, you know, 45 minutes to an hour overnight quite unsettled. With a younger baby, like you're referring to back, especially under that sort of three months of age, you're probably going to find like the longer you keep them awake, the harder it's going to be to get them to sleep. Mm. And then and just short not little sleep bursts. too long. Yeah. 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 They just struggle then to get into that deep restorative phase of sleep. And yeah. And it's. And we sort of know like the longer they're awake, the higher that cortisol level is rising. And that's the awake hormone acting like adrenaline. So yeah, most of the time we do see that not to be the case. I know that there's lots of people that will disagree and they just let their baby fall asleep whenever they fall asleep. But yeah, for a lot, a lot, a lot of families, that kind of doesn't work, myself <laughs> yeah. included. Yeah, that, I know a lot of 
you know, anti-sleep training sort of parties out there like they will. I've seen before and I've been tagged in multiple Instagram posts and blog posts and things where people are saying like, please. Like when I've done things about awake windows, like there's been comments of like, please, like a baby will just sleep when they're tired. Mm. Like, yeah, of course they will. They're just going to pass down. And that's probably like after they've been miserable and crying and inconsolable for however long. So yeah. 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 For us, that is definitely a big myth. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Next one, babies are not designed to sleep through the night. That whole, you got to parent them all 24 hours, like let's not ignore them when they're (laughs) at night time, we don't switch off, which is just really is a sore point for me because it's like, we know that babies wake overnight, like we're not sitting here saying your baby must sleep for 12 hours without waking or calling out or (laughs) we all wake through the night even as grown adults we wake but we have that ability to put ourselves back to sleep so some nights you may remember those partial wakes you may remember sort of quickly rolling over and I don't know like for instance like I remember last night I remember sort of having that little partial wake and I woke and I saw my aircon sort of thing flashing it actually woke me up Mm. because I was like we had had a bit of a blackout so I'd seen that was flashing and I was like that just sort of started me to wake a bit. But more often than not, you'd have that little partial weight, you'd stir and you'd just sort of really briefly, you'd just go back to sleep really quickly. But for those babies that don't have that ability to resettle themselves and consolidate those sleep cycles on their own, they're going to have a harder more time. wakeful periods. Mm. Yeah, they're going to have more difficulty going back to sleep. And more often than not, they're probably going to call out for you or rely on, you know, a dummy to be popped back in or a feed, a rock, whatever it is that they require to induce sleep. And That's where, yes, it is physiologically normal for your little one to wake, as it is for us as adults, Mm -hmm. but they can still have the ability to, in quotation marks, sleep through the night. Mm. It's just, yeah. Drifting in and out of sleep cycles without getting to the point of screaming and crying for a certain circumstance to be presented again, Mm. you know, to get them to go back off to sleep. All we're doing is saying, absolutely, babies can sleep through. Some can be very young, some are a little bit older, but the standard isn't that there's nothing that you can do if you are one of those parents where a baby is waking one to two hours overnight. You can absolutely extend those stretches of sleep. The whole idea is that we get the baby to have really great sleep, wake up for a feed, and then drift back off into sleep without a fight and have another really great stretch of sleep. So, you know, there's too many babies in the world that have been taught to sleep well when their parents have decided, okay, something's not working, I want to implement some change. If you couldn't teach it, there wouldn't be, like, we wouldn't be here. Do you know what I mean? There's absolutely things you can do to help your baby consolidate their nights. Takes us back to that episode we did with Dr. Funky Afalabi Brown where we were like, is sleep a learnt skill? And she's like, absolutely, it's learned. Like it's Yeah, we're not sitting here. Like, of course, babies are going to sleep sporadically. You get to a point of the day, the sleep pressure is so high, they go to sleep. We understand that. But the ability to stay asleep, everyone can fall asleep out of exhaustion, Mm -hmm. but the ability to stay asleep and consolidate sleep cycles, getting that deep restorative phase of sleep is something that you essentially need to learn or, you know, teach your little one. And I think the other thing that sort of ties into this as well is 
which oh, I really, you know, it's one of those. Grinding years. <laughs> it does. Like a baby cannot sleep through until they're at least six months of age. Yeah. I'm like, again, why do we put a number on something? I don't understand. Well, like, debunked right there, two of my kids did sleep through or six so months mine. of age. So, <laughs> Yeah, so did mine. Yeah. And as we know, like we work with clients all the time and, you know, you'll hear people, oh, they slept through from two weeks of mm-hmm. age or whatever. That is a unicorn. Like that's very unheard of. But it is 100% possible to sleep through before six months. Like, no, you know, definitely don't go out putting the pressure on yourself to achieve that, but don't feel that you also have to hold out for that Mm -hmm. because I just think all these things really do ground my gears. And And it's just pressure. The other unhelpful thing that I feel like we hear all the time is, oh, you know, when they're 10, they won't be in your bed getting rocked to sleep or feeding or you know, and of course, like we all, again, we all know, obviously, like yeah. adults, you don't have an adult sitting there cradling them, trying, like helping them go off to sleep. They do eventually learn if you want to go down that path. But a lot of the time, parents don't have years in them to wait for that point. And we work with four and nearly five-year-olds and there's other people that work with eight, nine, 10 year olds that do still have trouble. And yeah, I just think, of course, they're going to when they reach a certain age, what age that is, no one knows, because some kids, if they really struggle when they're little, that does go into their teens and adult sleeping, you know, where they do still struggle, but they're old enough and you don't have to go in and rock them anymore. (laughs) So Mitchell laughs all the time. He's like, here, I say like really baby howdy. And he's like, you are going to be like swaddling her when she's 12, <laughs> swaddling her, giving her a little rock. You could try. <laughs> She'd probably let me do Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think there's so many factors that contribute to a child sleeping through the night. Like it's not an age thing. It is not a number or date on the calendar. It comes down to so many different things. Yeah. Like, And that's why there's no, like it's not in, you know, when they crawl at a certain time or they stand or there's nothing yeah. in there about sleeping through the night because they all do it at such different times, you know. Yeah, and it is definitely there's contributing factors such as their weight, their milk and food intake, their sleep environment. Like are they swaddled or not? Like there's different temp, like sleep environment, like routine. Mm. Are they able to self-settle? And then are they also able to resettle? Because as we know, they're two different skills as well. There's so many different contributing factors. It's not just an age on the calendar. So yeah. that one is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a huge one, this one gets me all the time too, is never wake a sleeping baby. Oh, yeah, Clearly they have not <laughs> been to someone's house at 1 or 2 or 3 a.m. if they're not waking up. And too baby. many daycares take this literally as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, but do you think, I feel like, hey, if I was a daycare teacher. I was. I wouldn't be waking a baby Babes, up. Yes, you do because they're so, like, and I'm talking more so your older bubs. You can't tell me it's in the best interest of no, the No, and the we child. know that as we know that up and running around at nine ten o'clock at night because they've slept until four o'clock in the afternoon like yeah I know I know but I mean like if you were looking after all these kids and they were happily sleeping you'd probably be okay with that (laughs) god no my mum works in daycare and I'm like all the time I say to all the time mum you have to do as the parents say and she's like we're not allowed to wake them I'm like you wake that child when the parent tells you to wake that child they all make because their own regulations, like yeah, their and policies, the it, and they hide yeah. behind it. It really, 
But yeah, we need to wake our little ones. Again, it's a personal choice, but I think if you want to have predictable night sleep and predictable day sleep, it's something that, yeah. And once you sort of start to do it, they naturally start to wake themselves anyway at those sort of times. And and we just see like as they grow older, their needs for sleep lessen. So if we continue to give them really big naps in the daytime, you're just going to eat into your nighttime sleep. And I think we can all agree that we probably want to protect the nighttime sleep over the daytime sleep a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, nighttime sleep takes priority. But yeah, and then they also too, like if you're letting them sleep too long in the day, they'll miss feeds and then therefore try to make up for it overnight. They're really good at regulating their calories. So there's a lot of reasons why, but mainly because we just want to have that consistency and also protect night sleep. But yeah. So yes, for us, we would definitely recommend waking that sleeping baby. Mm-hmm. And next, this is another big myth, I think. And you'll probably hear this a lot from, I know, like my grandma always says, what's this like nonsense? Like they've got to have white noise. They've got to have, mm. oh, please, they can sleep in the light. <laughs> and I know that it's probably more like it's not something that was done with the baby boomers and whatnot. It's definitely something that's sort of becoming more commonly used now but again we've got a lot of research backed up and reasoning why we do that but white noise is you know super beneficial for so many reasons and sleeping your baby in a light room not only does it help the sleep hormones as well which is super important from three months of age putting them in a darker room Yes, so sleep in a darker room because the production of melatonin which is a sleep hormone is produced far more readily in the dark but yeah, for a lot of people will believe that sleeping your baby in a dark room can lead to day-night confusion and mm. it's really... That yeah. myth of if I sleep them in the light room with like the TV on that they'll learn that this is the day and then when I put them in a dark room at night, that's night time and <laughs> we sleep longer. Yeah, I think we all kind of, well, most of us probably sleep better in the dark. You know, shift workers, they get those blockout blinds when they're sleeping mm. in the day. Day and night means nothing to a baby. Like it really Yeah, and that's why we come in and manipulate the day naps to set them up well for their nighttime sleep. So they know that in the daytime when they finish a nap, they come out, they have a feed, they play, they go outside, they, you know, whatever it is. But at nighttime, you know, those things don't happen. They wake up, they have a nice little sleepy feed and then they go back into bed again. So that's sort of where they find out the difference between day and night. <laughs> yeah, it's important too to regulate like their circadian rhythm and really, like you said, Beck, manipulate that for them. And when they are napping in the dark room, great. When they're up, expose them to the light, you know, and that doesn't mean they have to be outside, but obviously you're not going to be keeping them in the dark room during the awake time. So you're going to be exposing them to just natural light mm-hmm. and that's how we can really help. And not also that, but also waking them at the same time each day and sort of having that predictable, consistent bedtime routine. Those factors all help to combat that day and night confusion. Mm-hmm. So don't fear that by sleeping your baby in a dark room that, yeah, you're confusing them because it's not the case as long as you are back to that last point, waking your baby, then you're going to be okay. (laughs) Ow. Bit of, you know, does starting my baby on solids help them sleep through the night? I learned the hard way with this. Did you? I've spoken about this with Luca from Boob to Food before as well. Like I was so... I was so disappointed in myself too because I took the advice of actually a healthcare nurse. You know, they've got them at the pharmacy. I used to take her in to get her weight gain and all that. And I remember like 
four months, four and a half months, she said, oh, you could probably start putting her on some purees and things now. Like she's, you know, she's showing interest in things. I was like, oh, cool. Like that'll help her sleep a bit better too. Because I was so naive then. I also had no idea about any of it. And, you know, as we do with the first time around, but yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And I've got like photos of her, like trying solids and stuff. And I just think like, oh, it wasn't the answer. And it probably made things a lot harder than they needed to be for both of us because I was then, you know, in the middle of trying to juggle like mix feeding. And, you know, I didn't, I don't know, it was just a mess to be mm-hmm. honest. And it made her sleep worse, didn't help in any way. And then I felt like she probably wasn't even gaining any more weight because she was filling up on just like sweet potato and not wanting her milk, which primarily most of the calories come from the milk. So it was just a mess, mm. and I wish I didn't take that advice. I mean, you learn. You do, and, yeah, I just felt that was. I definitely, mm. yeah, think, and this kind of falls under if I give my baby formula, they'll sleep longer uh, yeah. as opposed to breast milk. Again, like there's too many babies that are exclusively breastfed without solids or formula that sleep amazingly beautiful stretches I think if that's the only reason that you want to start formula you know to try and help them sleep longer it's not because you want a bit of a break or you want your baby to take a bottle or you want other people to be able to feed them which are all great valid reasons but we find and I've had two of my own that slept through before they started solids so and and that's the thing Elkie was on solids like four and a half months and didn't sleep through till she was 10 months Minka and Hattie slept through from four and five months and didn't have solids till about six or seven months. Mm. Like they, yeah. And I mean, they're always changing the advice on around when to, you know, offer solids and introduce allergens and all that sort of thing. So obviously you always check with your healthcare provider and your trusted sort of team. But in terms of will it help with sleep? Not so much. <laughs> We actually do find like it can have that opposite effect. So like I said, with Elkie, it started to impact her sleep more because usually their like digestive system is quite immature and can't handle the exposures of all these foods so early as well. And as I touched on, like they often try to fill up on that and don't take the calories from their milk. Then the milk is actually the thing that will sustain them for those stretches of night sleep. And they can start getting discomfort pains. They can start having dirty nappies, so you get all that thrown in the mix and, yeah, it can be a bit of a, ugh. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, so I would definitely say myth on that one. Me too. (laughs) I think that was the last one. Mm, We would love to know if you guys have any myths that you would like debunked so you can send them through on our website in the podcast tab we have the voice note questions you can also send us a dm on instagram because we love hearing your questions and also suggestions for any other pod topics as well because as you can probably tell beck and i can talk sleep all day every day so happy to take on your suggestions and thanks so much guys we really appreciate all your support and we will continue to bring these apps your way because we know you're loving them as much as we're enjoying recording and keep Keep sharing on your stories. We love please, that. Please, yes, please share us. We love seeing you out and about listening and with bubs in the carrier. So please continue to tag us. And, yeah, we really, really appreciate every single one of you who sits through an episode and thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's it for us for another ep. night. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Sleep Teacher Pod. We hope you've walked away feeling just that little bit more at ease with your parenting journey. 
please remember, nothing is a problem until it actually becomes a problem for you and your family. If you've enjoyed our company today, we would love if you could please subscribe or leave a review or maybe even both. But if you are wanting more sleep tips right away, use the link in the show notes to find out how you can get started with one of our amazing sleep consultants and follow us over on Instagram at The Sleep Teacher. We can't wait to be back in your ears next week with more sleep tips. Nighty night.